and welcome to our newest episode of Campfire Stories. Welcome, Vanessa. We're so glad to have you here. I'm very flattered to be here on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Vanessa, I am the world's worst person at um, pronouncing names correctly, so I'm not even going to try your last name. Can you tell me how to say your last name? Sure. So um, you pronounce my last name, Via Gomez. Via Gomez. Okay. See, that wasn't hard at all. I <laughs> would have completely butchered it, though. I apologize. I'm trying to be better about saying words and names that are not what I would normally hear or have heard growing up. No, no, that's a that's a good trait. No, thank you for trying to say it right, though. I think I think it means a lot to um to me and everyone else's last names are trying to pronounce. <laughs> I am trying. I am trying. Um, I went to uh, Nicaragua last summer on a uh, on a mission trip and um, realized that the only Spanish I knew was really what I learned from Dora the Explorer, and <laughs> which was not very much, and it was not very good. <laughs> so, um, you know, being born in Kentucky, I think I, um, you know, <laughs> Southern fad every possible Spanish word that I could while there. Um, and I'm actually going back, uh, not to Nicaragua, because they've got some um, civil unrest, some issues going on, but uh, to a place in um, uh, central Mexico to mm-hmm. to do some work with mm-hmm. kids there. So um, in like two weeks, too. It's crazy that it's like here already. <laughs> And I promised myself I was going to learn some Spanish before I went. I even got out my Duolingo app and um, made it to like, I don't know, 23% fluent or whatever their uh, marker is. But I haven't, honestly, I haven't touched it in six months. So that's, that's fantastic. It's, you know, learning languages is a lifelong process. And it's um, just, it's it's a habit that you have to cultivate. It's it's hard. Um, and I'm, you know, but learning is something that I enjoy doing. That's, um, kind of why I'm here in the first place. And I actually, uh, will let that be our segue because, um, I pulled you up like, so I always Google search our guests and, um, and you had, you know, your typical things come up, your Twitter and your LinkedIn and uh, your article on the Trailblazer. Um, and so I noticed your LinkedIn says, first, I'm a learner. Like those were the first words that you put in your uh, biography. And I love that. I love that. Do you want to talk a little bit about being a lifelong learner? Sure. So it's, um, I feel like I'm, I constantly have to keep my, um, to exercise my mind. And um, every role I've had, um, I was always kind of thrown things. Um, just, um, it's, in my first role at um, a cancer organization, where um, I was working as a volunteer at first at their call center. I'd never worked at a call center, but it was great learning about the platform they were using, which was Salesforce at the time, speaking with cancer fighters, um, learning how to read people in that matter. Um, I was then, um, and then I loved 
just learning that and then applying some new things and it's kind of what got people's attention in executive management so I kept getting promoted because it's and I, Mm -hmm. I, I really feel it's because I kept trying to learn new things and improve it it's um I I just you, you can't just go into an organization and say, this is the way you have to go about things. It's um, you have to learn the processes, learn how people work with them. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to learn a new tool on the spot. It's um, I just, I, I love it. And when I'm not at work, I'm, I'm reading, I'm trying to understand the world a little bit um it's uh, if you were to visit me you would see stacks of <laughs> philosophy books it's um it's so uh, it's um yes i'm a i'm a lifelong learner it's um it's my favorite pastime so where do you think you got your love of learning from what was the source of that i hmm, that's a good question no one's ever really <laughs> um I mean, did, did, did you grow up in a family of, uh, you know, was, did you get it maybe from your parents or um, do you think something happened maybe in your younger life that just really sparked this desire? So I remember growing up in uh, my house where my grandparents were still with us. Um, and um, so my parents, um, they're both um, were immigrants from Mexico and um, they were naturalized, they became naturalized citizens. And um, my father, who didn't know any English, um, one of the ways he learned was by watching TV and reading a lot of books. So growing up, I was always surrounded by, by books. Um, um, and it's, I remember being, picking them up and looking at the pictures at first and then learning how to read the words and then forming trying to understand the plot um i remember in school when um when we would read books i was always asked the teacher that uh, if she can recommend another book um so it's i think Mm -hmm. it's the way my 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 house it's um there was always books i always saw my father reading so he can learn english and mm-hmm. now, now he's a fluent English speaker and he speaks wow. very well. And a lot of that came from watching TV and um, reading books. And um, that was that was a family pastime. It was uh, whenever I saw him reading books, just because he was a man I always admired, I would find a book and I would sit next to him and read. Maybe I wasn't able to read the words, but I wanted to be near him. I wanted mm-hmm. to um, emulate him. And um, so, wow, thank you for asking me that question. I never really <laughs> thought about it, but yes, it's, I, I would say my father sparked that interest in, um, in me and then he, he's, um, he motivated me to, um, awesome. to, to do that. Yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome. Um, I've been a big fan of learning um because like you said, you got to exercise your mind, right? If you don't mm-hmm. exercise, if you don't use it, then, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't ever want to be stagnant. I always want to be in a place where I'm able to continue to move forward exactly. and finding ways to continue to educate yourself, continue to learn 
um, in all areas really, you know, is the driving factor for being able to, you know, move forward. So, um, so that's perfect. So that led us both obviously to Salesforce and to Trailhead. Uh, you know, it's one of my, uh, you know, favorite things about Trailhead is that it, you're never done with it. They keep releasing new trails and enhancing the existing ones. And there's always more badges that you can get. And, you know, between Trailhead growing and Salesforce itself growing, uh, you know, there's always something new to learn and, um, you know, get deeper knowledge in. So, um, so I love that. Um, how did you first find Trailhead? So I found Trailhead. Um, so 2016 was a pretty big year for me. Um, that was it was actually my five year cancerversary, which was um, that was five years cancer free, and I wanted to do something big. Um, and um, so it's um, oh geez, I'm butchering this uh, answer. It's it started in 2016. And it was it, it was my five year cancerversary, um, and I wanted to do something big, and um, I wanted to run the marathon because one of the the side effects of um, um, of my cancer treatments was um, the deterioration of my bones, um, mm-hmm. and after I ran the marathon, and even though my doctors were, was recommending against it. Um, I finished it and it felt amazing. And all these, all wow. this started to happen. It's my, I had a, a boss that ran with me. There's a video out there, a commercial um, that was based off my story of running the marathon and it won an Emmy. Oh. It was, um, wow. there's, I, I'm on the YouTube somewhere, um, <laughs> but it's like, and I thought all of this was a good way for me to end my relationship with that employer because it was uh, it was a cancer focused nonprofit, and I felt this was mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to move forward. I wanted to focus on me for a bit. Um, so I had a lot of free time. I was spending more time with friends, going out mm-hmm. for drinks, um, sitting down with my siblings, and getting to know them better as adults. Um, catching up with everything was kind of, I was kind of missing. Um, mm-hmm. so when I came down to thinking about my career, going back to your question, you know, how did I find trailhead? I made a list of what made me happy at my job and it self-source was up there. So that spring of, um, 2017, um, I signed up for trailhead and, um, I started to document my journey on Twitter. Um, with n- absolute no intentions of anyone seeing it. It was just my way of just keeping track of the badges I was I was tackling on. And it's the rest is kind of history. It's um it's it's amazing what happens when you start sharing your journey with someone. You start hearing about their journeys and you get inspired to to do more. To, you know, it's like, okay, I'm a, I'm a ranger now, what's next? Okay, I got this job, what's next? It looks like I have these sales source responsibilities. What's next? Um, so it's that's how I found Trailhead. It's I wanted to know what made me happy, and um, I knew that Trailhead was a tool that could help me get there. 
Yeah, that's awesome. What a great story. Um, I know that uh, I would not be where I am in the Salesforce, my Salesforce career, if it wasn't for Twitter and more specifically the Salesforce Ohana that I was interacting and engaging with on Twitter. It's, it really is a game changer. Oh, absolutely. Because it's not only is Trailhead kind of, it gave me that confidence to really um, level up. But the people I met in this journey have been the best part. It's, um, it's, I, I can't talk enough about um, the Chicago Hana. I, I, it's, it's, um, I can't speak enough about um, all the, all the conversations I'm having on Twitter, and some of them are like offline, and it's, um, and someone didn't have my number and call me up every once in a while to check in to talk to me about their jobs, about what's going on in their life. I mean, it's, um, it's definitely been, um, it, it's been massive. It's, mm-hmm. I definitely unexpected it really does it goes beyond colleagues and coworkers, and it goes beyond online acquaintances and you know I think when Mark Benioff first used the phrase Salesforce Ohana um, because of his inspiration his time in Hawaii and we all know Ohana means family and I think that is such a true representation because these really are people who um, can become like your family, the way that they support and encourage and hold you accountable. And I mean, it's not just fluff and hugs, you know, <laughs> they're going to be there through, uh, you know, the, the thick and the thin and, um, you know, help you study for your next certification, but also cheer when your kid has a, you know, recital, you know, like it's the whole, um, it's a true family. It really is. Oh, absolutely. My first in-person event was at a uh, Midwest Dreamin. And that was uh, the 2017. And um, I didn't know anyone. I was very much a wallflower. I still am. But more so in 2017 when I didn't know anyone. And I was shocked by how everyone seemed to know everyone. They were hugging. They were throwing out words like the Ohana and family. And for for a hot second, I was like, is, is this a cult? Am I part of a cult? Should I call my dad? <laughs> but it was, it. <laughs> but it's, then, you know, it's, the first person I actually met is uh, Melissa Hildes. Um, and um, just saying her name makes me smile. She's an amazing, strong woman from the South. And she was the first person that interacted with me. And I think she saw I was kind of lost. And, and so she like pulled me in. And um, just her friendly self with that Southern charm. And um, just telling me, uh, just asking me what are my aspirations and just telling me a little bit about herself and then she gave me her business card and it's I am so happy that I'm still in touch with this woman um because it's been amazing and um but that's just the first person I've met and it's it's only gotten better um and it's 
I love that anyone can come to the to any of these events, and there will be people like Melissa who will approach you and greet you and make you feel welcome. Yeah, Melissa is great. I was actually just talking about her like an hour ago um, because I I met her for the first time in person at Southeast Dream and earlier this year. And um, oh. she had a session that she was leading then. And, um, and I just remember um, how a little nervous, but also very excited she was about, um, about getting to speak at the event and, um, you know, counting down to Dreamforce and, um, also to, uh, you know, for me, Florida Dreamin' are, and Dreamforce are the two events that I have on the calendar for this, this current year. And so, um, you know, I didn't get selected to speak at, um, Southeast Dreaming or Florida Dreaming. So we'll find out if I get to speak at um, at Dreamforce or not. But um, but anyway, just in conversation about you know people and and growing and in uh, you know speaking and leading sessions and stuff. And her name came up because I just remember how um, how proud she was to be able to uh, to speak. And that's cool. I did not get a chance to attend that session, but if she does. Her, um, if she does speak again, I hope that I'll get to go see it um, at Dreamforce or, or wherever she's speaking next. So um, you have, I did read your article that Salesforce posted on their blog, your trailblazer story, which it's, it was pretty cool to, um, to read that, that you were doing your trailblazer story, you know, pretty early on uh, that they did this article post about you pretty early on in your journey. And yet that was posted back in October. So it's been uh, not quite a year yet, but you know, a good nine months since, um, since then. So, um, so since that story came out by Salesforce, uh, where you talked about how you found Salesforce and found Trailhead and, you know, grew with your um, Trailblazer story, what's been happening since then? How have you been growing since those, uh, since that article came out? That article really escalated things. It's, um, like I said, I, I, I started Twittering and it was mostly just meant for me. So I was just by myself, la 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 la. And then all of a sudden Trailhead <laughs> reaches out to me <laughs> and it, it was, it was, uh, and we were having a conversation and it was, um, we started talking about my aspirations and, um, what was happening right because they reached out to me um I think what triggered it was um just a week after I started um going on Twitter and doing all of these um um badges I decided to put a goal out there because I really do believe if you put a goal out it it helps um so I wanted Mm -hmm. to put it into existence I had three goals I wanted one, I wanted to return to college. I never was able to complete college due to my cancer. Two, I wanted a part-time role because I wanted to spend more time in college, um, a, a part-time role that deals with Salesforce. So there's a third one, but I can't remember it. But those are, those are my, two of my top goals. 
Oh, yes. My third one was to get certified. That was it. Um, certified. Yes. Yeah, Salesforce. Um, so have you met all three um, of those goals now? I'm sorry? Have you met all three of those goals? Had, Did you make it back to college? I, you get certified? And obviously you found a Salesforce role. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's, um, so, and I put those goals out there. And like a week afterwards, I got a role in, um, as a, a part-time executive assistant role. And this, the posting was actually asking for a Salesforce admin for, for, mm-hmm. for an executive assistant role. Um, and they were asking for someone with a bachelor's degree, someone who was certified, who had all this experience with Salesforce. And I just, I knew I was qualified. It, it, it was, it's, it was one of those weird situations where I felt I was, I knew the, the recruiter was going to find me overqualified and at the same time underqualified. Um, just because, mm-hmm. um, so I decided to go str- look up the COO, shoot her an email, and introduce myself with my resume and say, this is who I am. I have an operations background. Um, I never finished college. I have a very, str- but I'm, I'm, that's, what, that's why I want this part-time role, because um, I, I want to return to school. And at the same time, I was telling her, I have a strong interest in Salesforce, and I want to grow a career in Salesforce. Mm-hmm. The COO responded right away, um, and um, we met, and I got the job a week later. That's awesome. And I That's think awesome. Oh, is, is that justice? <laughs> Yay, justice! Is, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I've just been listening. I didn't want to interrupt. You know, you guys are having a pretty good conversation, but <laughs> I'm tweeting about it, so just know that I'm I'm listening and documenting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um. I'm I'm also creeping Vanessa on Twitter right now too. So. <laughs> totally okay. He's pretty awesome. Justice, do you remember how Vanessa came to our attention? I don't actually. I've been I've been uh, scratching my brain trying to figure it out, but I could have just asked you, I suppose. So, how how, how yeah, did that so, come up? Um, I don't remember if it was in a group message with you and I, or if it was an individual just to me. But um, there, I got a message from our very first. Uh, guest oh, and yes. quite possibly yes. our biggest fan ever, yeah, Rachel Park. Um, she quoted one of your tweets, Vanessa, and sent it to us and said, "This would be a great she did. person to have on Campfire Stories," and she was absolutely right. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm listening to your story right now. Just, just kind of disappointed how I, how I haven't seen any of these publications or, or, or uh, you know been able to join the Vanessa bandwagon but I'm definitely on 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 the bandwagon <laughs> now so no I just love inspiring stories you know this Stacey so like you know hearing anything that mm-hmm. is real and it's authentic and I'm just listening to Vanessa talk right now and you know how she's just kind of kept it real about where she's at what she aspires to be and, and the success that has come from that those are the kind of stories that gets people out of their seats you know Mm-hmm. That's that's very common. Yeah, that's awesome. Overcome a lot. So, um, 
yeah, so you got yeah. your job so, and you went back to college. What was the job? Part-time Salesforce admin? So, Is that what it no, was? So the role I was getting, so the main, the primary goal was to return to college and be in, um, become Salesforce certified. And I knew, and at the time I felt I hadn't, I had to have a, a part-time role. I, this, there is, I couldn't be a full-time employee and have and do all of this. So I found a part-time executive assistant role. So it was very, very low level, but this role was strongly oh. focused on Salesforce. So that's why it really interested me in, in this role. I, I, I wanted that Salesforce experience. Um, and I was, it's, um, maybe it was because of my operations background, maybe because it's, um, I was just, that's the type of person I am. But um, within a few, uh, a couple of months in that organization, the COO was telling me, you know, like, I, I, I can't keep you in this role. You need to, I need to elevate you somehow. Um, you, it's, um, and one of the major projects that she gave me was um, heading up the, the lightning migration. They were still on classic. So I was working with her IT director. I was working with consultants and I was able to accomplish that. And um, during this time, you know, I'm, I'm applying to all these universities. I'm studying for my Salesforce admin um, certification. And um, someone from the Ohana, and again, this is why I love the Ohana so much. It was at Witness Success. And it was um, at the table with, uh, with Melissa Hildes. And um, it wasn't her that told me this, but it was someone else on the table that told me, Vanessa, unless being an executive assistant is where you want to go. I advise you to take that away, take, take that out of your LinkedIn and focus on what you love. And that's Salesforce Go. It's focus on the nonprofits that you're helping out. Cause that's what I was doing on the side as well. I was helping out these small, small nonprofits pro bono on their Salesforce instance. And that was one of the best advice I've ever received. I, I, I did what she did. I, what she told me to do. I took it off LinkedIn and I just focused on me consulting. That's all I wrote about on LinkedIn, that this is what I was doing. I was consulting. Um, and then I met with my with previous bosses. I've had um, mentors who told me that, um, who, who made me rethink a few things. And they're like, Vanessa, it's really nice that you you want to return to school, that you want to be certified, but you can do this while being a full-time employee. They were concerned for me. Um, and so they introduced me to um, um, a huge nonprofit here at, um, at, um, in Chicago. I was a little disappointed that they didn't have Salesforce. Um, they were going to, that's, they were heading on there, but it's, I accepted the role as a full-time employee um, and I kept studying for Salesforce and it was all over my Twitter that, you know, I'm going to, this is the date I'm going to take the Salesforce exam. I'm going to pass it and things are going to go well. Well, it didn't go well. I didn't pass. And it was, um, it was embarrassing. It was frustrating. Um, but it's, it motivated me to mm -hmm. go back to my studies and don't give up, just continue. Mm -hmm. And you, you'll get that certification soon. And in the meantime, mm 
I just, I kept. I think it's important mm-hmm. that we talk about these instances of, um, and I know Rachel was very upfront and others have been very transparent about um, sitting for exams and not passing. And um, it, there's a lot of celebration, you know, publicly on social media when somebody does get a certification, but you often don't see how many times someone has tried and and not passed. Um, you know, I currently have four Salesforce certifications and um, I didn't get all of them on my first try. And, you know, and it's okay to not, not see that congratulations whenever you submit it because it, then you just consider that a practice test and then you go and you study more. As long as you don't give up, as long as you don't quit, um, then it's not really a failure, right? And I think if, you know, more people like you are being very transparent about, uh, you know, it didn't come just instinctively to you. You had to study, you had to work for it. Um, that makes the certification when you do get it that much more meaningful. And, um, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to get or necessarily to keep. And, uh, you know, for good reason, it means something, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would piggyback on that too, Vanessa, and just say, you know, when I got my first uh, Salesforce admin certification, uh, I'll never forget my account manager at the company I was at at the time sent out basically what felt like a company-wide email and just basically announced that, um, you know, Justice had passed the cert. And it wasn't due to the fact that I had passed the cert, um, Vanessa. I think it was more... He was trying to associate more significance with the fact that there was a, a statistic he had shared of like 85% of, of people that take the admin cert the first time fail. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be discouraged at all. A lot of people, in fact, fail. Um, uh, I mean, these, cert, these certs are intended to be very difficult. And I think that's why there's a lot of requirements with organizations that are saying we would like to have Salesforce admin cert or the Salesforce advanced cert just due to the fact that that's you know, that that whole industry around sort of being certified within Salesforce is not saturated by any means like other industries are. So I, I truly do think you will oh, you will appreciate it that much more uh, when mm-hmm. you do pass, which you will. I mean it's not it's not a matter of, of uh if, it's more of a matter of when. Oh she oh, did. did. She did. Oh she did because <laughs> Oh, oh, I told you. Happy ending to the story. You guys are out here. There's just playing with my emotions. Oh, I told you, Vanessa. I Googled you, and I went to the certification verification page, and I see that you are a certified admin. Oh. It was like you were. It was like it was not fair at all, guys. Dang. <laughs> I'm over here, like trying to. Okay, you know what? Let me just. Okay. <laughs> oh, justice. Oh, we love you. No, yeah, there's an upside. Yeah, exactly. It's um, I failed, but I studied, and and it's it's what kept me motivated. It's um, and even being in a role, an amazing operations manager role at a, a massive nonprofit that makes billions of dollars. I well, I was unhappy, and I wasn't exactly sure why I was unhappy because I was being paid well. I had a great desk, um, but it was um. Something kept telling me to go back to Trailhead, keep earning more badges, 
go back to your books, keep learning Salesforce. Um, and then it's, um, it, 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 an amazing thing happened in November where I, I got an acceptance letter from um, Northwestern University here in Chicago. Um, and it was, this is what I've been working on all summer on top of my Salesforce certification was working on trying to get into this top 10 school. Um, and I, 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 it, was, it was my dream come true. Um, and it motivated me a bit more. And um, soon after, the month after, I took the exam on my birthday, because um, I, I just, that's what I do on my birthday. I just take exams. And um, I, I passed. And it was, um, I tell some people that uh, it, I think getting that certification made me a little bit more happier than getting that acceptance letter from Northwestern University. Um, just because it's, wow. It's, that is huge. That's huge. And it, so 2017 was an amazing year. I put down some goals um, and I had to revisit some goals. It's um, here. I thought, you know, I needed a part-time role so I can do all these things. And then, you know, after talking with people from the Ohana, talking with people in my personal life, they told me, no, it's look after yourself, get a full-time role, even if it isn't the role you want, but you need to take care of yourself and you need that full-time job. Um, so I, it's, I, I had to change a few things. I had to retake the exam and um, it's, it, it's, it's been, it's been a journey. And um, you asked, you know, what's been happening since that article that was put out? A lot of things. It's um, I've been consulting for a little bit more, a few more nonprofits, and sometime within the past um, few months, I believe it was May of this year, I I, I was accepted as a um, a full time um, Salesforce Salesforce administrator at this um, nonprofit. Um, so it's it's been awesome. it's been an amazing journey, and it you know it. All starts with a with a little tweet I made about you know doing some trailhead badges. That's awesome, and it seems like you've pretty much always worked with nonprofits. That seems to be where your passion is. Right now, it it is. Um, I, I would, after my cancer, um, it, it took a while to, to recover. It was, um, it was in 2010 when I was diagnosed with late stage cancer. Um, it was, um, they told me it would be about five months worth of treatment, chemo. Um, but that's not what happened. Um, it's toward the end they said it's not working out. Um, it's uh, the treatments were not doing what they were. They weren't being as effective. So um, all of a sudden they said they were assigning me new treatments, um, radiation twice a day, um, 
a month-long stem cell transplant um, chemo that would take three days long each time. Um, and it was, it, it was devastating. And it was, and it was almost bad news, one thing after another. Um, and it's, I'm sitting in front of a lawyer who's telling me, you know, it's, in case the worst happens, um, who do you want to inherit what, what you have? And it, it hit me that I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing to give. I was sad. I was angry. I, it's, I cried. I had nothing to give. I was leaving behind hospital bills and pain. And wow. then the absolute worst happened. Then my uncle was diagnosed with cancer, late stage, um, just like me. He was a father, and he was an incredible brother to my father. He didn't make it. And it's, these are my private demons. Um, and that's, and it's, and yet I'm, I'm grateful that I have this opportunity to live, to experience life, and to be given the privilege of leaving something behind. Whether that's money, whether that's an idea, whether it's working for a nonprofit and trying to elevate them. That's my main motivation right now is I was given this opportunity to live and I'm still not sure whether I deserve that. And I just working at nonprofits means a lot to me because I'm they're actively out there in the community. They're actively trying to elevate people. And it 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 matters that what I do is making an impact. And um, I, I want that to be my, the legacy I leave behind. It, it's, when you die, they don't talk about your career accomplishments. They're never gonna talk about how I became a Salesforce administrator. The, people talk about how you made people feel. You have to think about the legacy mm-hmm. you're leaving behind. Absolutely. You two are leaving behind something. Justice, I'm aware of your aspire to inspire. Stacy, you have a kid. You two have legacies. And I think this is important mm-hmm. when, you, when you consider life. It's, it's not just about, you know, all these awesome career goals and meeting them and, you know, this degree. It's, it's um, what impact am I going to leave behind? Um, and that's it. So that's why I'm always, that's why I've been in nonprofits. Um, that's why I'm passionate passionate about being in nonprofits um and um yeah that's that's why wow uh Vanessa that was uh that that was that was inspiring Uh, I mean a lot of the things you talked about um drive straight home for me you know and it's it's just one of those things, you know, much like Stacy, I have two kids myself and you really start to learn and understand the significance of life just in general. Um, and, you know, you, you get to appreciate the, the smaller things, right? I think oftentimes we're, you know, we're, we're more geared or, or prone to say, why isn't this working out this way? Or why don't I have this? Or 
why didn't that pan out desirably? When if we were to take time to acknowledge all the things we do have um, that are occurring from a positive perspective, we can truly be appreciative. Um, you know, one of my morning routines every morning is to listen to uh, several individuals and, and just try to gain some level of, uh, you know, just just foundational, well-grounded insight and, and perspective to just help me start my my day off from a positive light. And one of the individuals I listen to has said, you know, one of the things he's coined for saying is that there is somebody right now in a hospital dying to have the opportunity that you have here and now. And when you really like internalize that, it puts things into perspective. But I guess I wanted to respond to and say, you absolutely deserve uh, that chance to live. I think everybody, um, you know, was put on this earth for an intended purpose. So the fact that you are here right now, um, you know, a good friend of mine likes to say vulnerability begets vulnerability. Um, and that's a significant phrase and saying just because you being transparent and, you know, and, and a place in your life where you could share your story to this level of transparency is only going to invoke change in somebody else or, or help them along the journey of, of what they're going at, go, you know, traveling down just because I think one of the things, uh, you know, I'll wrap up in saying is that, you know, our society oftentimes um, takes a blind eye to mental health. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen to us from a physical perspective, but a lot of us are, are dealing or are challenged with, uh, you know, mental health challenges. So just being able to surround yourself around positive people. You know, I've listened to both you and Stacy talk about the Ohana and some of the, you know, positive dynamics that come from that, I think that's significant. You know, I just had um, uh, met with Ben Bollipu, uh and, and, and Patrick Solemn, both Salesforce MVPs, uh, recently. Uh, I was at a work event, you know, at a nearby uh, kind of punchbowl social is what we call it, but it's like a bowling alley, bar, restaurant, that sort of thing. But they ended up going and meeting there just because Patrick Solemn was in town uh, he lives in the Midwest somewhere. I'm not sure, Stacy, exactly where. I should know this. Shame on me. Um, <laughs> but anyways, he was up here in the Twin Cities, so we made a concerted effort. Ben actually lives in Wisconsin, okay? Um, and I live in Brooklyn Park, which is kind of north of the metro area. But anyways, we made, you know, we made the, we came down. You know, I, me, my excuse was different because I was already at a work function. Ben was actually very intentional, but we came down, we met with Pat, we actually had some very good dialogue around some of the things that we have going on in our respective lives from a personal perspective. And it just served this therapeutic kind of reassurance that everything is going to be all right, you know? And we, we do that for each other, you know, sometimes over the phone, but, you know, things from a holistic perspective are going extremely well for all of us, respectively. But we just often have to remember that everyone is dealing with something and, you know, um, being able to be there for them and, and, and have them be individuals that are within the Ohana is just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's amazing how the Ohana's there. It's, I think, I, I'm, Sandy Zeller, uh, she, she talks about this, um, about mental health. And it's everyone, like you said, is experiencing something. Everyone has a lot going on. And sometimes you just kind of have to roll with the punches and move forward. And life is just so much easier when you 
when you know what to prioritize, when you know you have someone mm-hmm. out there that loves you and is rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to detour for a moment. Justice, our friend Pat's Twitter handle is Sodak Force because he's from South Dakota. Sodak, South Dakota. There it is. Yeah, I actually for the longest time thought that was his last name instead of Solemn. But anyway. Oh, uh, oh you thought that was his last That's funny. I did. That I did. Really funny. But uh, he was in my phone for a while as, as Pat Sodak. Yeah. Actually, he may still be. Anyway, um, but Vanessa, circling back to what you and Justice, um, you know, were elaborating on that, uh, you know, my personal experience with uh, with cancers. I, I lost my mom when she was young. I was 23 when uh, when she passed away, and um, and I did not know watching, wow. yeah, there's so many mysteries still to be uncovered. This is why listeners should continue tuning in for future episodes of Campfire Stories. Okay, that's my commercial. And for, and for the record, guys, this is this is what a shameless plug looks like for Stacey. I'm much more blunt, blatant, but I appreciate her humility. Go ahead, Stacey. See, my commercial voice came out for that. But anyway, um, so yeah, so watching her go through that and um, you know, me being young as well, it, you know, it changed my perception of how I approached life as obviously Vanessa, your experience has, uh, influenced your approach to life. And so I've always had this, you know, that's where my, you know, keep moving forward and my desire to want to keep learning and growing comes from is that, you know, is that life can be very short and, and, leaving a legacy you're right people don't necessarily talk about how high you you know climb within the corporate ladder and they talk about the way that you make them feel and that definitely applies to our kids our families um but circling back to our earlier conversation on the ohana it it applies there as well and so don't discount the effect that you're already having on people um, you know, Melissa Hill Dees made a, an impact on you the first time you met her at Midwest Dreaming. And you've obviously had an impact on other people. You've in, impacted Rachel to the point that she would uh, message us and say, this is someone you, you need to uh, speak with and, and hear her story. So, and you impacted, uh, you know, Dana and the, um, you know, the trailhead team that they reached out and wanted to hear more about your story. And who knows how many people have read that story or read your tweets or have interacted with you in other ways. And you're already in and are continuing to have an impact and influence people and, uh, and let's be honest, changing lives. You know, somebody influenced you that brought you to Salesforce, and that has changed the the trajectory of your life. The same thing happened to me. The same thing has happened to um, to Justice. And you hear that repeated on every episode. You know, we started this podcast, and I and I really thought we were going to hear about people finding Trailhead, and what it has ended up being is people talking about the trailblazer community, the Salesforce Ohana and the people that have impacted them. Right. 
it's all about the people. It really is. I think it's amazing. I mean, some of the, the podcasts out there that you've done, it, it's inspiring. Like Lyndon Johnson is the one that comes to mind. It's, um, it's the conversations that people are having, um, what keeps them motivated. And this is what, this is what, this is what I love most about your podcast. Was that a period or a comma? You guys there? Oh no, did we lose oh, her? No. Oh. It went dark for like a second. And then Vanessa? you guys came back. Yes. Do you hear me? Oh. Hey, you now. Yeah. Okay. I, I, are you there, Vanessa, or no? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear her, Stacey? I can hear now. Okay. The last thing I heard her say was, um, That is when I started about the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and then I definitely cracked a very nerdy grammar joke. Was that a period or a comma? Because she just did. She just kind of stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she just kind of stopped. I didn't know if like, okay, can yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm out here. So Vanessa, do you have kids? No, I don't have kids. I have a five year old dog though, um, who I'm very close with, and sometimes okay. He makes so a I little... definitely followed the wrong person on Twitter then. <laughs> who did I just follow? <laughs> Oh, well, that leads us to um, (laughs) our standard question, which I have a couple of questions that we ask every episode. One would be, Vanessa, if somebody wants to follow you, what is your Twitter handle? It's Tiny Trail Trek. That's how they can reach me. Wait a minute. You didn't say this was the Vanessa. Yeah. Vanessa. <laughs> oh, Vanessa, you are the best. You are the best. I'm sorry you have to deal with my slapstick humor today, Stacy. You know what? I, it is totally worth it, Justice. I have missed doing these podcasts with you. I'm just glad that we are doing this, that we're back on the air. Yes. You know, I don't know if, if Stacy had mentioned it before, but. When we had first started Vanessa, we had some pretty ambitious goals. Once a week, uh, that sort of thing. And, you know, once once work starts hitting and life and kids and, and whatnot, it gets hectic. But anyways, I am glad we are here. I know a lot. we have a lot of fans, Stacey. I know you know this. Um, and we are back in the ethos mm-hmm. with Vanessa. Yes. yes, with the Vanessa Tiny Trail Trek. Right. <laughs> And so, and Vanessa, so, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Justice. Yeah, I was Which just gonna one? say so. Uh, so fun story. So I actually met Vanessa for the first time at Dreamforce. Uh, you might have been with me, Stacey, actually. Uh, but the listeners are gonna find out. Dana Hall. There are two people that I have met through the internet and in person uh, that Dana Hall has been unbelievably excited about. The first person. Is Vanessa Villa Gomez. The sec, uh, the first person is the second person is uh, Aaron McGrath. And nice. anyway, so we are at Dreamforce, and Dana comes and tracks me down. She happens to see me. I'm not that special. She just happened to see me, um, and just says, "Justice, I need you to come meet 
uh, Vanessa. She's amazing. She just went down the list of all these great things that you know Vanessa is doing and and where she's at and why I need to know who, need to know who she is and you know when you first walk into Dreamforce and then you walk into the I think it's Moscone West and you walk into like when you go from hard floor to that grassy field I don't I don't know what that is when you go through those double doors anyways so it was around that section right there Stacy where I got to meet Vanessa but yeah no awesome. it's uh. The one thing I remember, I don't remember too much, obviously, because you're, you know, you're meeting people all the time. But I just remember walking away and saying, "I love her spirit." That that I remember very vividly. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa, will you be at Dreamforce this year? Will I get a chance to meet you? Yes, I will be at Dreamforce this year. Um, I'm very excited for it. Um, and yes, I, I actually remember meeting you, Justice. Um, and you know, I think Dana Hall is a fan of everyone. Uh, I, I don't think it's just me and Aaron. Um, and it's uh, and she's amazing that she's a huge, she's this amazing connector. Um, and she's introducing to a lot of people. It's um, <laughs> people ask. Uh, it, it's it's she. If it wasn't for Dana Hall, I definitely would not have been connected to the Chicago Ohana who is now like a second family to me. Um, and she's, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. She's a great person. Um, and I'm very glad that she introduced me to you, Justice. What was happening there? We had a quick conversation, but it wasn't long because actually um, you were leading, you actually helped, you were leading me as well. You wanted to make it to Stacy's um, presentation. I think Stacy was presenting. Or maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I, I, know, she, I, I think it was her. She was presenting and she killed mm -hmm. it. I took a lot of pictures. I was on the floor taking <laughs> That's another conversation. Personal paparazzi, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I've seen you present, Stacey. Uh, but, no, we didn't, we didn't meet. But we will. Yeah. Okay. So, we've talked about having a... Um, uh, campfire stories. Uh, all of our guests gather... How cool would that be? That'd be amazing, especially with I, Rachel there. That would be great. That, that that would be kind of awesome. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because there's probably not a whole lot going on that week that we're in San Francisco, so I'm sure we'll all have plenty of time to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be fun. We'll put something together. I don't know. We'll tweet out something, and yeah. We'll oh, see it'll 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 happen. Awesome. You know, if nothing else, we can always meet up at Mel's Diner, right? That's the classic. Vanessa, awesome. you and I, you cannot, you and I can hang out. Uh, you know, me and Stacy kind of had this thing last year. Oh uh, man! And she, she has since disbanded from me. She's too good for me now. I uh, got kicked out of the club. She got, well, she didn't get kicked out. She got promoted. Left the rest of us there, but you know, it's fine. Uh, so we have this <laughs> phrase. There's a there's a commonly used phrase within the Salesforce Ohana, and it goes under the designation RP. RP stands for regular people. Stacy is now what they call an MVP. So oh. we will be hanging out um, <laughs> because she she will be doing her MVP things. So uh, so yeah, there we go. Oh, congrats, <laughs> Stacy! Congrats on being an MVP. Thank you, thank you. It's an absolute honor. It really is. So. Um, 
you know, I'm still the same person. I'm still, you know, I got the designation because I enjoy helping and encouraging and, uh, you know, working with other people. So yeah, justice, you can tease me all you want, just as long as you don't yeah, really. I, 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 I do. I don't know. You know me too well. Yeah. No, Stacey is a great person. You know, all the MVPs are truly great. I think it's a great program. And I think, I think, no, in all seriousness, I think the individuals that are running the program every year, you know, we don't see a lot of it, but they're constantly associating a lot of due diligence to ensure that, you know, the right people are truly, look, there are a lot of MVPs. Well, let's just be honest, right? But, you know, to, to have to isolate, isolate it down to 200 people or whatever that oh. number is, it's got to be extremely difficult. It really does. So when I look at the 200 or so people, I mean, these are the people that are truly like exemplifying what it means to be, you know, servant leaders in the community. And Stacy's been doing a lot of this stuff well before, you know, she probably even knew what an MVP was, truly knew what it was. And she continues to do the same. So, you know, the, the idea and the concept behind uh, the podcast was all, you know, with Stacy. You know, she had email, well, she emailed me, she Twitter DMs me, I think, one day, but. You know, obviously, there's a lot of flavor I bring, you know, as well, not to downplay mm -hmm. myself or anything, but, you know, she came up with the idea and had this, you know, the name and what, what you know, what they, what we were going to try to go after, right, um, together in terms of who we were going to, you know, just kind of showcase in terms of putting a podcast for the community, about the community, around these various campfire stories, right? And I'm just watching how many relationships have either grown or been created or established. And it just came from a simple idea of wanting to serve others, right? There's there's nothing. Stacy doesn't get paid for this. I don't get paid for this. Nobody gets paid for anything. It's just an idea. And, you know, she ran with it. And, uh, you know, she brought in the social media maven, a.k.a. me. And uh, here we are. <laughs> so, no, it's good stuff. And, and yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. Well, you're making me blush now, Justice. <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely amazing. It's and um, yes, I, I agree. I love the MVPs. It's um, I can talk all day long about Rebe and how she's all heart. And um, there's oh. Allison Park. She's fantastic to speak with. She's a huge advocate for women in technology. And so yeah, I can go on and on about about these people. But it's, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, Justice, if I see you becoming an MVP soon. Because I see you out there. You're just promoting uh, Holly people. Holly Firesona, you're... you're listening. Erica, cool. I hope you're listening, too. <laughs> you know, you guys have this podcast. No, and yeah, you're not getting paid for it. And you're just, all you're doing is promoting people. I mean, this is what this podcast is about. You're just talking about people and elevating them, and it's you. It, this is amazing what you what you two are doing. So I, I don't don't feel bad about being a, a, a what did you call it an RP justice? You're it's I I see yeah an RP yes. <laughs> I see you on the MVP role. Yeah no it's a no I. You know, the one thing I think that is inherent with my personality, Vanessa, is that I just like to make light of everything. You know, I just, there's too many people are serious about too much. So I tend to be extremely facetious at times. And, and, and I realize that, you know, there are times where I shouldn't be. But 
<laughs> no, yeah, it's it's you know, it's just me being me. But no, 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 yeah, it. I could become an MVP next month, or I could become an MVP never. Obviously, that that isn't my driving motivation. You know, if you if you follow me on social media, then you know that you know I just had a speaking engagement today and and was able to share uh, my keynote at Conga Connect in Chicago, and I just inspired these uh, NABA ACAP students, National mm-hmm. Association Black Accountants. And, you know, they just gave them a, an avenue or a blueprint of how do you become, you know, your best you while leveraging the Salesforce platform. A lot of what these kids want to see is just exemplary leadership in terms of is it possible? And if so, what was it you did to get to where you're at? And that's mm-hmm. to me is where I get my true, my true fulfillment um, is being able to connect with students and connect with you know, kids in, in socioeconomically challenged environments because sometimes they don't often see the light in terms of, you know, I'm not, they're not going back to homes or environments where they're being uplifted and encouraged to be the best them. Rather, they're somewhat being repressed. And, you know, if I could just kind of inspire them that, you know, they have what it takes to not only reach, you know, where I've gotten to, but go well beyond where I'm at just because they're doing things already that I wasn't doing until, you know, 25, 26. These kids are like 17, 18, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yeah. So anyways, I got on my soapbox like usual. But no, I, I'm, I'm glad for all the MVPs. I am glad for my PIC, my partner in crime, Stacey. Uh, she's an you amazing know, individual. I can ride her coattails to the that, top. I'll be good. You may not have that little icon in the corner of your picture, but... Only one of us on this episode has a daughter who has hung out with WNBA superstars. So, you know, there's that. Pretty cool story. I am proud of that. That was amazing. Yeah, she's... Anyways, yeah. But yes, Vanessa, amazing. Uh, I, I really was inspired by listening to you. You know, obviously, we didn't have too much time to dialogue when I had met you in person. Shout out to you, Dana, for teeing that up. But I, I get a lot of energy out of hearing other people's stories, where they're at. Um, and that's where I truly am able to just kind of create that that relationship mm-hmm. and build from there. Yeah, this was a great, great um, conversation, Vanessa. My goodness, like the range of emotions. We like seriously had some good laughs and got to pick on justice, which is one of my favorite things to do. And then it's everybody's favorite thing to do. And then also had like some real legit deep conversation. And this was, this was great. So Vanessa, um, I want to thank you so much for dealing with technical difficulties before you're able to start the recording and, um, you know, just for being on with us. This was great. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, it's very flattering um, that I'm on this podcast and very looking forward to hearing other stories. Um, and um, yeah, it's, I, I can't wait for what you, what you two are going to do next. Um, so yes, thank you. That's awesome. I would say the same about you. We can't wait to see what you're going to do next. <laughs>